Welcome yet again to another edition of Footstock, the podcast dedicated to FIFA Ultimate Team Training. I'm Matt Aguilera. And I'm Matt Metzlambourne. And this week, we have got epic pack openings. The team of the season is raining down upon us, and the pack waiting is as light as it's ever been. Do you want Cesc Fabregas? You can have him. Do you want John Terry? You can have him. You can have him as well. Everybody can have a John Terry. It's the same. We've also got to look at the cups that have come out as well. We're finally getting some really good cups. We've got the league, the Football League Cup, and also the Team of the Season Cup for the Barclays Premier League. Also, we're going to discuss a little bit about FIFA 16. That time is upon us, where there's that awkward time where we're in between games and the town is bits and bobs about what's going on. And also, we're going to have to discuss the winning part of the game with no added misogyny from Mr. Metz. We're also going to go into the, the hero cards, which include our favourite striker, Peter Crouch. And without further ado, let's get Mr. Metz talking because I'm right out of breath. Yeah, let's talk some stuff. What's first on the agenda? <laughs> okay, well, I thought just a little bit we'd just catch up on the fact that we haven't done a pod for two weeks, which is uh, not our usual style. Um, but um, I'm going to take responsibility for this one because um, I've just moved house, um, which has taken quite a while. And I still don't have internet till tomorrow, which is so I'm doing this for a 4G dongle. Um, and uh, I've also been through a, a relationship breakdown, uh, me and my girlfriend split up. So I, that took up a lot of my time, as you can imagine. Please don't oh, I feel I thought you so- were going to say you moved from <laughs> Xbox to PlayStation 4 then. <laughs> so don't all feel sorry for me all at once. If you want to set me up with different girls and stuff, uh, just send me a message. I'm, I'm sure something yeah. can be arranged. Um, just create lots of fake profiles on Tinder. Yes. He'll find them, don't worry. <laughs> on tinder yet honestly i mean I've, I've never used tinder before until yesterday anyway so yes that obviously took up a lot of my time which meant that i'm sorry guys i just didn't have the time to be able to talk to you all about what's going on I, didn't, I haven't actually played fifa for two weeks until the last couple of days um so what else has been going on for you Mets? anything at your end does it all just me being uh, an ego uh, sorry not ego an emotastic uh, guy I've been very busy as well. Um, work's always keeping me very busy, and I'm going off on holiday very soon. So we'll probably be having another short break, perhaps on the podcast, unless you've got any cool interviews lined up. But uh, I've been busy on eBay. I've been buying lots of cheap games consoles and turning them around for profit on eBay. And I've also been going a little bit crazy buying old Sega Dreamcast consoles and games. And it gets a little out of control very quickly now. Don't play these type of old stuff for, for sports games like your FIFAs and Virtua Strikers and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's just more for the fun of collecting it because it's a console I had in the past but didn't really delve as deep into as I would have liked at the time. So I'm sort of having this little resurgence of interest in it now. And that's been a lot of fun. But I have been playing a lot of Ultimate Team the last few days and I've been really enjoying this team of the season malarkey, which has been fantastic. Great. So whilst we're on the subject of retro games, I'm going to have to get my one out of the way, which is we talked about it a little bit last week. But as of today, I've got over 130 Mass System games now. I've just had another one delivered. Jesus Christ. And whilst we've been speaking, I've just been on an Outrun 3D, and that's just I just bought it um, for a decent price, actually. So, yeah, the uh, the collect the, I've got an ever-swelling collection of Sega Mass System games, of which 
I've bought two boot cases for, and the intention is to fill it up with every single game that exists. So that's also taken up some some time on the old eBay front. I've missed out on a whole load yesterday because I was actually out uh, having wine and eating on a Sunday, which is quite nice. Uh, but yes, let's let's move on from this, Matt. Let's get into this team of the season. Finally, yes. finally, it's here. Finally, yeah. we don't have to worry anymore about what the lineups look like. And and this uh, 16 players, as it were, sorry, it's more than that, isn't it? 18 players uh, that come from the Barclays Premier League have been awesome cards. Yeah, it's been a very good launch for team of the season, despite it being extremely late this year. Um, but the Community Cup was really good. Didn't get a chance to play much of the tournament on that one. I was, I was busy doing other things, but uh, I managed to pack a decent amount of players out of the Community Cup. I think I had uh, Verratti was a highlight as long uh, with a couple of others, which was nice. I got some cheapy Dutch players and, and whatnot, but they were all welcome. Freaky and then, Dutch. exactly, Freaky Dicky Dutch. I love gold. Yes. And then for the BPL, well, I was texting you all of my uh, polls from that one, and I went on one of the best runs of inform pulling I've ever had. Now, I'm not saying I got good value for the amount of coins I spent on it, but it just seemed like I was getting it pack after pack after pack after it, pack. It was I think I got ridiculous. About I think I got about fifteen informs and team of the season players, although I did spend a lot of a lot of money. But for one sort of sit down session over two three hours, it was really good, and I was buzzing as you, you can imagine. Yeah. Unfortunately, not a lot of them sell, or not particularly worth a lot. But I've managed to build an excellent uh, squad, which we'll get into later for the BPL uh, team of the season cup. Mm. So it's all worked out very, very nicely. The pack weighting on these ones are quite interesting. If you go for the, the gold premium packs that are 25k a pop, um, if you, you can't, uh, well, I can't imagine you could get through that without getting a team of the season player uh, or an informed player. I, I did five today, just five. First pack, informed youth. Second pack, nothing. Third pack, team of the season, Fabregas. And that adds on to uh, the polls I've made recently are two. Uh, what's his bloody name now? Two Hendersons, one of which, of course, doesn't sell. This is the one big problem with the market at the moment. Nothing sells. Um, I've also pulled John Terry, uh, Josie Fonte, um, uh, Alexis Sanchez, <laughs> Harry Kane. Like Honestly, there's so many I've pulled. And I also bought Matic uh, and De Gea as well. And I've got like, a, I've just got basically, I've got eight of the. BPL team of the season players, uh, and like six of them have been pulled. So I can't, I genuinely can't remember every single player I've got, but it's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, that is pretty good. I'll just have a quick uh, run through some of mine for the community and the BPL. So I've got uh, Ezekiel Garay from Zenit. I've got Verratti, uh, Marcelo from Madrid, Aspilicueta, Demba Bar, Morgan Schneidlin. Uh, Balassi, Bellarabi, Adrian. Balassi, eh? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm Good not getting do. on too well with him, but I, I need a bit more practice I, with that I, card. I think he's really, really, really good. The, uh, the the team of the season version, anyway. Yeah, I got Classy from Feyenoord. I got Font, Klein, Fabianski, Willems, Natko from uh, CSKA, and then I also packed Inform El Sharari twice. I got Zoran Tostic. 
Um, Nkulu, the Cameroon defender from Marseille, got him twice. Oh, right. It's, it's just been absolutely mental. It's one of the best runs I've ever had. And then just to sort of round off a group of players that I was interested in making film. Oh, I got informed Tremolinus as well from Sevilla, who's pretty pretty decent. But I went and bought Inform Mami Beer and Duo because I'm a Stoke fan. And I really like his normal card anyway, so I thought it'd be ideal to lead the line for my BPL tournament. And whilst I'm going to go into the specifics of the squad a little bit later on, I was going to give the game away a little bit that he is absolutely outstanding. Um, I've played 34 games with him and scored 39 goals all online, which is really good for me. I'm not exactly the most clinical when it comes to, to goal scoring an ultimate team, so I'm thoroughly impressed with his performance so far. And he's nearly as quick as Sturridge, but he's absolutely phenomenal in the air. I think he's got 90-plus for jumping and heading, oh, right, which means okay. you're going you're gonna to score far more wide a variety of goals with this player than you would do just having a nippy uh, quick forward up front. So I, I highly recommend him. Um, I picked him up for 30k, which at the time he came out was his minimum purchase. Probably going to come down ever so slightly. If you're short for coins, you can wait for it. But I would highly recommend you go out and buy him for this BPL tournament whilst it's still on. He's absolutely phenomenal. Quick, strong and brilliant in the air. Superb. Have you tried out uh, Peter Crouch, the record breaker one? I did. Um, I don't think the game plays to the strengths of big men uh, no, terribly, just... unless you're using for holding up the ball. I mean, he's actually quite nice on the ball, but it's actually hard to score headers with him because despite his uh, insane height, his sort of jump stats and whatnot aren't that good. So yeah, the only way to get his head on the ball is to sort of loft crosses onto him. You can't do like quick, powerful crosses and expect him to attack him because he won't win those. But if you can like loft the ball into the, the box either from a cross or a corner, he's got a decent chance of getting on the end of it. But I was more than happy to shell out 20k to buy him. He's going to go into my novelty Stoke team with Duff. Uh, so I was delighted that they decided to release that card. But uh, finding it hard to implement him at the moment. Yeah, I've also tried to implement him as well. And I tried to do like a 4-4-2 with Crouch and Kane and... I do actually like the record breaker Crouch because he's better than Crouch is on the game right now. But unfortunately, it's just there's just so many better players that you can play and you'll get so much more out of him. So it's very, very difficult to uh, to recommend him on that basis, unfortunately. The only thing I can say is he's quite cheap and he's quite a decent sub if you need if you're playing against quite a difficult opponent who you've got the beating of when it comes to um What's the word I'm after? If, you, if they're like a fast team and you need height, then obviously it's great to bring off the bench. But yeah, he's a good a good foil against quick centre-backs. So if you play him against someone like Anua or Koscielny, he's going to dominate them, at least if you're good at holding the ball up or just pinging balls onto his head. But he's going to get shut down by a lot of the more stronger centre-backs like Company, for instance, or something yeah, he's used one to like that. Uh, for example, my uh, team of the season defense, John Terry and Josie Fonte are just like they're just monsters. Yeah, they gobble him up, unfortunately. Yeah, so that, that's uh, it's a shame about him, isn't it? Uh, I haven't tried out uh, Mammy B Ramdi Youth yet, so I can't I can't comment on that one, unfortunately. But it sounds like you've had uh, all the joys of spring from him. 
yeah, he's, he's easily my favourite sort of non-elite centre forward. I mean, he's he's probably not as good as Aguero because he can do it on both feet from range and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But second tier down, he's probably at the top of, of that calibre of, of striker. So he's he's absolutely excellent. Another good uh, another good shout. Um, you won't be surprised. I mean, Alexis Sanchez team of the season cards just ridiculously good, and he's mega cheap at the moment. Don't think he's that much at all. Just he's he's just oh yeah, monstrous. But also, I mean, the favourite one of all of them has been Harry Kane. He's got like ninety two shooting, so I think all of his finishing stats are just like mega high. You just get in the box, finesse shot with him, and he and he will score. Um, I've not had enough time to play with Fabregas yet to really say whether he's good or fantastic, but his regular card and his upgraded card are both ace, so I can't see why uh, Fabregas wouldn't be absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, aside from that, um, the pack waiting for the team of the season is what I, what I alluded to earlier. Um, it seems pretty weak, actually, which is of great benefit to all of us because it means there's an abundance of these players to go and get if you've got coins or points. Um, but that obviously makes them very difficult to sell. I mean, it's 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 literally it's just, it's awful now trying to sell players, isn't it? Unless they are um, players that relate to a tournament. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's very much a buyer's market at the moment, which isn't good for a podcast that's surrounding trading <laughs> opportunities. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think, I think but, footstock's pretty much died. <laughs> <laughs> for for the time being, but hopefully FIFA 16 will change that. Yeah. But yeah, given the regularity that you can pack a team of the season player or an inform in the last few weeks, especially with all the, the special releases they've done with heroes and, and whatnot, there's so much availability out there. Mm. And because there's so many of these players in circulation, you can't get rid of them. I mean, their their price bandings are, are, are pretty funky to begin with, which means you could pack someone like, let's say, as an example, someone who seems to come up quite a lot from things that I've viewed online and talking to you, Jose Font, very yes. regular card to be packed, must be one of the most common uh, players in team of the season. And you can only get like 30 or K for him, and that's if you can sell him. There must be that many of them out there that, effectively becomes worthless which is a little bit of a shame but on the flip side of that rather than risking a few hundred k to try and pack one you could just go out and buy them at their absolute bottom rate value which makes it difficult to lose money on in in the super long term but unfortunately it's not like years gone by whereby i remember packing for team of the season um peter check yeah, so almost the second the packs became available, and I sold him for like six hundred k. You can't do that in this one. No, there's probably only one player who who was doing a decent trade on the first night of team of the season. That was probably Eden Hazard, but the chance of getting that was was much more slim than than the rest of them. So the good news is, from a player perspective, lots more people are getting to try out team of the season players, which is cool. Um, but from a trading perspective. EA completely shut them down, which means they're essentially getting you to burn off your coins to try and pack these, and then if you want to go again, then you're going to have to buy FIFA points, and, and that is their master plan anyway. So EA are the big winners out of this one. Uh, you could argue that certain players who aren't very coin proficient will, will get a bit of a better sample of team of the season, 
Um, but I think ultimately the, the savvy gamers who have been playing this for a long time have lost out this year, which I think is very sad. Yeah, it's it's like when we talked to Chewboy last. Basically, EA don't really know how this is going to turn out, and we don't know how it's going to turn out. We can only speculate. Uh, this we are all guinea pigs trying to figure out what's going to happen with FIFA 16, and I think it's safe to say that price ranges have worked in terms of they've stopped coin selling being like what it was. It stopped inflation, and you can get you can get the best players now for not even a million. Like Alexis Sanchez, a 93 rated player, goes for about look. I've probably got this wrong by the time you've listened to it, but it's about 400,000 coins, which is nothing for a player that's got 98 dribbling, for example. And 95 yeah. shot, shot, shot. And that's good. I, I like that aspect of it. But it, but because there's the lower level, of uh, there's the, the lower end of the cap as well, it makes it impossible to sell players. And you just lose value on them. Like, it just tank. Any, anybody just tanks now. Like, you just literally... It's about biding your time to buy somebody. And then literally within three weeks, they have, they've lost 100,000 coins or whatever it is. And I think that we've got to. I think what FIFA's next agenda is to sort out is what on earth to do with this lower end because I don't think it works, and I think there's probably a better way of doing it. Yeah, I agree with that one entirely. Yeah, so okay. it'll be interesting to see how it works out for FIFA 16, whether they'll go with price banding off the block or if they change the system that they've got implemented or just give it a free-for-all again like we've been used to all, the, all these years. Sure, yeah, and I think that in, in terms of the... Uh, yeah, obviously that's never going to happen again, but it'll be interesting to see what they do in FIFA 16 to combat the lower end of the market because having a player not being able to sell him for like four, four or five weeks like my... Uh, third and four, or whatever and four is, is more than that, isn't he? Uh, Luis Suarez, anyway, a 93 Luis Suarez cannot sell him. And he literally loses about 200k a week and it still won't sell. Because guess what? There's about 60 pages of people trying to sell him. So it's defunct. Mm-hmm. One thing that I think we should talk about, uh, especially in the community, uh, there's so much we can say about the transfer market, but we're just repeating ourselves. It's been the same thing we've been saying for a couple of months now about the lower end and the higher end and all that crap. Uh, but there's some great things going on in the community, and one of the greatest, I think, that at least I'm aware of, is good old Castro from Twitch. He did a charity stream where he, he, he raised $80,000, or uh, was it pounds? I can't remember. I think it was dollars anyway. It's dollars, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dollars uh, for a charity of which I can't remember, which is awful. I'm so sorry that I forgot which charity it was. Um, uh, but in return... While streaming, Castro was given his own hero card, a 95-rated Castro player, and, yeah, he went a bit nuts. Uh, I love Castro. I just think he just provides amazing content, and he's he's a really, really nice guy. Mm, I'm a, a massive fan of Castro. I've been a subscriber to his channel for a few months, and uh, I did get to a point, especially when FIFA first came out, I was watching it every day, Um He's a great entertainer, and the stuff he does for the community is is absolutely tremendous. Uh, the charity in question uh, was St. Jude's for for cancer treatment. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so it was a, a really good cause. 
and the community got behind him. And please say EA really stepped up to the plate as well to get him started. They gave him, I think it was fifty times fifty K packs to open to get get the ball rolling. Oh, cool. And they also gave him a, a community team of the season, Marcelo, which he really wanted. And then right at the end, after fifty hours of streaming straight without a break. Um, they gave him the hero Castro, which was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Ninety-five rated, so 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 an incredible card. Um, untradeable, of course, um, but that's one for Castro to enjoy between now and the end of, of FIFA 15. And it was just a really great moment, and you could tell he really appreciates it. He, he gets very emotional. When he is, he is his it, charity streams. I, I like him. I do. He's very. I like how emotional he is, and how uh, vulnerable he can be in these streams. I mean, there's one way he's given a couple of team of the season players, not team of the season, some informed players. Like ben, I can't remember who it was now. Might be Ronaldo or Benzema or something. But he literally like got really choked up and said, "I want to thank everybody for like being here and subscribing. You know, this has like changed my life." And he just, it's just nice to see that he is the entertainer. But he's also not afraid to be a human being with people as well. I think that's just awesome. So, uh, Castro, if you're listening, which we have sent you the podcast in the past, we do love you. Yeah, we do. And we, we must also acknowledge as well that I think it was Chewboy who had a particularly large involvement in getting Castro the gifts to his club, which was cool. And a shout-out to KSI who donated 10K uh, of that total himself, which is an absolutely wonderful thing. And it's great how the whole FIFA community came together to do something great for people who are less fortunate than ourselves. So I take my proverbial hat off to everyone involved there. It was a really great thing. And no doubt he'll continue to do those throughout the year. So do check out his Twitch and give him as much support as you can. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, keep keep going, Castro, with the charity stuff. That's legit. Um, so moving on then uh, to FIFA 16. Obviously, um, the, the, <laughs> something very big has happened. I didn't mean to laugh them like as if something terrible's happened. You um, misogynist <laughs> prick. I, I'm going to give you my monologue. I'm going to give you a right big monologue about this. Are you ready for this, Mets? This is completely unprepared, I promise you. And I haven't even talked to you about this, but do you know what I think about women being in the game? Do you want to know what I think about it? Go on. Okay, good. Thanks. Just checking you're still there. Okay, there's one big thing about this that some people hopefully don't miss, and I hope that people don't look at it from a point of view as a game. It's so important that there's acceptance for the women's game of football because it will get bigger, it will get it will get more global, it will be a better performing game as well. I know women's football isn't at the best standard right now, especially from games I've watched. And it, but let's think about 15 years back. It was it was even worse, and that's because they don't have the same kind of professional game and clubs and all that. It, 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 well, not all of them anyway, uh, to, to rely on. And I think it's incredibly important that women get acceptance at football. I, ge- I genuinely do. And I think that one of the things that it does is it helps make FIFA even more mainstream. It gives it more... Uh, column entries and talks about something that's positive, which is the inclusion of women in the, in, the, in the game. And I think what it does also is it gives opportunity for gamers, and don't forget girls are gamers as well, it gives them opportunity to see that they're represented equally. Well, not it's not equally, is it? Because the 12, it's 12 national teams, not every single player in the game. But this is a great start. And 
Am I going to be somebody who plays as the women? No, I don't care, to be honest. But I like the fact it's in there, and it's part of it, and it gives FIFA, as in the game, Not I'm not talking about the the, the actual corrupt organisation that it is, it gives the game FIFA a whole new level of inclusion for for people out there, and it makes girls feel like as if they're part of it as well, and that it's not just about celebrating uh, the very elite of the game. Um, so, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. I think it's very clever, and I think being looking at it with the veil peeled back, you know, it's it's very astute marketing. Uh, it, 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 surely, I'm not the only person who's been, looked at that and like nodding my head and thinking, "Well done, yeah, you've you've nailed that, bringing that into the into the into the game as well." And I think that there's players who adopt FIFA who necessarily who don't necessarily adopt football as a game to play. And I think more girls getting involved in the sport is really important as well. Um, I just need to caveat this with that. I'm not some kind of feminist or anything like that. I'm far, I don't know if I am or or anything. But it's just to sum up what I've just said, the marketing side of it is very, very clever and what that means in terms of dollars. I, I get that point. Um, anything that shows inclusion of women within football, I believe, is positive. And I also think that women's game is going to get bigger, bigger and bigger and better. And who knows, in 40 years' time, 30 years' time, we could be looking at something that is a comparable product to like lower league football. And that isn't being condescending. Lower league football matches, especially in the UK, get a lot, a lot of views. So, yeah, power, power to the women. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here. Do you not think it was a little bit strange that they sort of broke the news about women's inclusion for 15 almost at the exact same time that the news was breaking about the corruption investigation into FIFA. I don't, right. Yeah, you could look at it that way. Um, and it is, that's very cynical, but that those women being included, that, is, that happened a long time ago. That was always going to happen. It's not like as if it was reacting to the point of the uh, of what was going on with FIFA. It just happened to be released at the same time. Maybe they brought the release forward. So what? Who, who gives a fuck if they did? The main thing is you've got to look about how much work has been put into it and all the players have been modelled and things like that. So I don't buy it, to be honest with you, Mr. Metz. Don't, don't at all. Okay, that's just a point. <laughs> I wasn't accusing or anything. It's just highly coincidental, almost comedically coincidental that yes. it, they seem to coincide almost exactly. Uh, but generally speaking, I'm all for it. Like you say, as just like I don't tend to play the lower leagues or any of the exotic leagues on FIFA too much outside of Ultimate Team, I probably won't yes. play much. I feel like I might check it out just to see what it's all about. Um, but generally speaking, we, we want to play with, with the best ship, so we're going to stick to what we know. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what effect it has on the game. Not in this forthcoming version, because this is just a, a very small step in the right direction. But in subsequent years, how it's going to change or impact on FIFA in general. And who knows, in a few years' time, we might be seeing Ultimate Team, the mixed men's and women's sides. You know, someone like Marta, she could be like a high 80-rated player, given how much better she is than the rest of the competition. And you would want her in your ultimate team, possibly. Who knows? Yeah, and you might even get to the point where, if it does happen that way, they bring clubs into it, 
um, that you might have ultimate team tournaments where you've got like a free women on your on your team and stuff like that. And that, that wouldn't bother me. I'd like the challenge of doing it uh, as long as they can work out the rating system and not just make it like, oh, because the women, a lot of the women aren't as good as the men. I mean, that's just that's just a fact, isn't it? And 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 again, I put that down to the fact that the women's game is very very young in terms of it being. Uh, uh, well, when I say professional, I don't even know if it is like technically professional. It's still semi-pro at some levels and stuff like that. I, I don't know enough to to be commenting, really. Stop commenting then. Yeah, let's move on. I was about to say, yeah, let, <laughs> yeah. I'm too honest for my own good. Uh, oh right, sorry. Let's find the next. Let's find the next thing to talk about. Metsy, you're not going to help me. Um... <laughs> you want me to like, set up every one of them for you? Am I your fucking Fabregas to your Diego Costa? I'm not I'm... fucking giving you an assist on everything. Now get on with Mate, it. I'm 32 and I look much fucking younger than Diego Costa. You, that is, I'm just, I'm just not very happy with that accusation. I think you should apologise. No, just continue. Right. Okay. It is a team of the season squad bill then, Mr. Metz. That's a quite nice way to round this up. Um, who should we be getting to make our team of the season squads, uh, notwithstanding the fact that people are doing packs and whatnot? Yeah, okay. So I think I heard a lot of ramblings online about this being a particularly difficult tournament to win, um, especially because you're going to come up against some very cheesy pace orientated teams almost in every Not match in I'm, face, I'm facing Anua and Koscielny at the back and up top it's Aguero or Sturridge pretty much every time so you, you get an idea of, of what you're letting yourself in for here and you know what that's fine I packed a good dozen or so Premier League um, team of the season players in the last week or so and I'm only going to play two of them um, I'm not playing them for the sake of it just because they're blue, because they're not necessarily the best options. Now, I've been very ruthless in my selection. I've gone for the most efficient work rates and distribution of pace across the team that I need to be successful in this. Now, before I break down the squad in its entirety, I've played about 50 matches over the weekend, and I'm on the best run of form I've had in the whole of FIFA 15. Wow. Now, I'm not going to give you the exact win-loss ratio, but I'm way ahead on wins as opposed to losses. And I did give you the stats on, on Diouf earlier, which yes. is, is an incredible return for someone who's only an 80-rated player, even as an inform. So, yeah, I've been very ruthless in my selection, so here's the team. I've gone for 4-3-3, Variant number four. So that's two central midfielders with one cam. Right. So starting at the back, I've got the improved 85 rated but gold David De Gea. I did have Adrian from West Ham as my team of the season goalkeeper and also have Fabianski, but they're just not as good as De Gea, so why pick them just because they're blue? It's, it's nonsense. Yeah, but if you so, don't pick the players who are blue, then no one will know that you've got loads of coins and you've bought uh, limited players. Exactly. That's what I want them to think. Right. I want them to think I'm a nub, but anyway. Nub, nub. <laughs> So De Gea at the back doesn't get much better than that unless you've got one of his informed. Right back, I've got Nathaniel Klein, team of the season. He's absolutely brilliant. He finally got an excuse to leave Kyle Walker out of a Premier League team at right back because this guy has got it all. 91 pace, great defensive and physicals, and I've even scored a couple of really good long-range pings with him. So I'm absolutely besotted with this card I think it's absolutely brilliant he's played every every match 
that I've played in this team in the season tournament. I don't rotate him out at any point. I'll just stick another fitness card on him every game, keep him fresh. He's a must-pick. Good old high-medium work rate, so he's up and down the pitch a lot. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, left back, I've got Aspiliqueta's team of the season. Quite similar to Klein, but medium-medium work rate. So he's more defensive-minded, very robust. Um, doesn't get outpaced. Barges most wide players off the ball as soon as he gets anywhere near them. Just a really, really good defensive card. And at the back, these might surprise you ever so slightly. I've got Chris Small in, in form. I think he's an ace card or he's in Wales. Yep. And then I've got a silver in form, Cheku Kuyate, who's he's, a beast. He's absolutely ace. He's one of the best Premier League defenders there is. Yeah, and I'm actually scoring quite a few goals with him from corners as well because he's six foot four and is jumping and heading is off the charts. So even though he's only a 73 rated silver, he's as good as any elite gold centre-back. So if you're concerned about keeping your overall team rating down for any reason, this is a good one to put in because he's as good as it gets, but he'll reduce the overall rating of the team ever so slightly if that's of interest to you, if you like to get a reducer on that for any particular reason. Then in midfield, I've gone for two quick powerhouses as the central midfielders. I've got Ramirez on the left central midfield slot. Who's just If you have him set in his individual command so he's always running forward, he gets involved with every attack and his high defensive work rates always brings him back. It means he gets tired a lot and you'll probably have to sub him off before the end of the match, but he's absolutely everywhere. He's a, he's a dynamo when that's not being... Overly cheesy. It's just a really, really good card. The only problem with him is a, a central midfielder. His finishing is quite weak. You're not going to score too many goals with him, but he, he's always in the right place, chasing the ball everywhere. And then the other central midfield partner, and this is a tip I gave to you in a, a tournament we played a few weeks ago, is yes. Musa Sissoko, who's just yeah. absolutely phenomenal. He is really good, isn't he? Really, really, six really foot, good. Six foot two, high medium work rates, and over 80 pace with massive physicals. There's not many midfielders, with the exception of someone like Matic or Yaya Torre, who can cope with how physical this card is. And it's someone you're going to pick up for 600 coins, no problem whatsoever. Highly, highly recommended. Will pop up with the odd goal as well, but does a good job box-to-box defensively and offensively. And then in the cam roll, I recently packed during this team of the season run, Angel Di Maria. I haven't had him since right at the beginning when I sold him for quite a lot of money. Um, but again, the only minor forward in is finishing isn't quite as good as I would like it to be. I've missed some absolute sitters with him somehow because he's so left-footed. Just get Eduardo Vargas then. Yeah. Start solving that. He's a super sub, but anyway, we'll get into that. But um, the high, high work rates, he's always in the right place. And his pace means you can just drift past most midfielders and centre-backs. Absolutely perfect for the role. Uh, devastating. I get more assists with him than I do goals, but that's fine because all my goals from this team are channeled through the striker, which you already know is informed of. On the right wing, I've got Aidan McGeady. Aidan McGeady. Five-star skills, rapid, decent finishing, good passing, good dribbling. Um, you he's, could go... He's really decent. I really like him, and I've come up against him quite a lot in this one, which seems to show that he's quite universally accepted as one of the better right-sided players in the league. Yeah. Now, most people play Sanchez there, which is fine, but I actually have informed Sanchez as a left-winger. So 
that's where he is in my team. Now, I I could play a bog standard uh, Sanchez on the right, or if I got team of the season one, and then put my team of the season Balassi on the left. But I really like Sanchez on the left, cutting in from the right, uh, from the left hand side onto his right foot, and he's actually got a decent uh, left footed weak shot, weak foot shot, I should say. So oh, you yes. can you can score some decent goals with him on either foot. So I really like him there, and they are both. Majorly in support of Diouf, who gets the lion's share of the goals. So, team, like I said, 39 goals in 34 appearances. And I've won team of the season tournament for the BPL three times Gee, over the really? weekend. Oh, it's, it's just absolutely devastating for me. And it's because of I have, haven't gone novelty on this squad whatsoever. It's ruthless. It's like everything I need is in that team. And I won't change it up. I won't like play a game and then sub one of them out to, to rest them. I'll just res- restore their fitness with a card and keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. It's the best team I can field, I think, for the job. I've got better rated players, but these are the right attributes in the right areas to do the job. And my form is absolutely out of this world at the minute. So I highly recommend the team. If you don't agree, I would just recommend you check out the UF. The card is insane. It's absolutely off the charts good. If you don't believe me, check out his stats on Foothead and you'll see why I'm rating it so highly. But Matt, what is your team? Good question. I'm just going to get it up now. By the way, at some point, it did sound like you were touching yourself then. Were you? Can we get that out of the way? Just when I was talking, just when I was talking about Diouf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it was either Diouf or Kuyati. So um, I'll give you a quick rundown of mine because mine's quite, well, it's not going to be boring, is it? But mine's got loads of team and season players in it and it's quite an expensive squad. Um, I have, the only players I've bought in this one are De Gea and Matic. So that obviously spills a little bit of what I'm just going to talk about. 4 3 3 2. I've got team of the season, De Gea, 92 rated, uh, the best BPR keeper. He's an 85 rated one's the best BPR keeper anyway. Uh, left back, Gail Clichy, not his inform, just his standard card. To be honest with you, I'd quite like to change that for an Athpiliqueta, uh, his team of the season, of course. Then I've got John Terry, who I pulled, his t- team of the season, 90 rated, absolutely amazing centre back. They've upped his pace to 50, which does make a difference. And everything does it, does it really, mate? It does, trust me. <laughs> All I can tell you is John Terry is monstrous, he's absolutely insane. He's physicals and always defending, he's ridiculous. People just can't get past him. Apart from, of course, if you do get past him, then you know, uh, he is left t- chasing shadows. Then his defensive partner, his team of the season, Josie Fontaine, who is very, 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 very good. and the reason I'm playing him rather than like Chris Small in M form is because how is anybody not going to know that I've got all these two of the season cards unless I put them in the team? So that's that's the challenge I've got there. Uh, Nathaniel <laughs> Pine at right back, um, who is his regular card, but his regular, well, when I say regular, it's his gold card. Uh, defensive midfield, Matic. Um, I've experimented playing Matic as a centre back, and he's amazing. He's amazing as a as a um, defensive midfielder. He's amazing as a central midfielder. Um, I think you could probably play him up front and he'll work. His team of the season card is absolutely ridiculous. Um, he's actually finally taken over Felipe Melo as my favourite defensive midfielder. 
he is scintillatingly good. Uh, I think I, I paid 78,000 coins for him. I'm very sure you can get him for about 70, 70k mark. You just just buy him. You don't. That's that's free uh, gold player packs. Just just buy him. He's amazing and he's 88 rated. And then I've got Cess Fabregas, which I've only played with once, but I love his upgraded card, so I can't see why I wouldn't love this card. And his midfield partner is Jordan Henderson, which I'm sure you're all thinking, oh, he's only 84 rated and blah, blah, blah. Jordan Henderson is like a finely polished stone. He's got nothing wrong with him. He's got everything. He's got so many assists for me. He gets in the box and he's... I, I, I don't know what it is. He get in this team, somehow, he keeps getting into the box, getting into the far end of the uh, the box or the edge of the D, and he, he, he gets the ball across, heads it down, and somebody... like. And then somebody just finishes it for him. He's got loads of assists and goals. Jordan Henderson's card is like 40,000 coins. By him, he's amazing. I promise you. He plays way, way better than his card looks. He is my favourite. Apart, you know, Matty Shaw, Henderson is a, it's a tough one to call it, but at my old team, he's my favourite card, believe it or not. Jordan Henderson. Can you believe that? Uh, my left winger is actually young in form because I love him. My striker is Harry Kane, team of the season. Absolutely ridiculous card. Get anything in front of him and he will finish it. His finishing is just ridiculous. And the right winger is team of the season, Alexis Sanchez, who is sublime. And he plays now. Well, he's great anyway, isn't he? But he plays with this version like, like a Robin, but without him being cutting onto his left foot, unfortunately. Uh, I'd much prefer to play him on the left than I would the right, just for what it's worth. So it might be a good idea to switch him around, and then I would replace Ashley Long with William, to be honest. Uh, but yes, that's my very expensive <laughs> BPL team of the season team. And have you won the tournament yet? No, I haven't, actually, because I haven't tried. For oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, my God. Reddit's <laughs> going to explode when you post that team, and then, oh, I haven't won anything with it, though. Fucking hell. Oh, yeah. Never mind. So, yeah, that's that's my that's my team, indeed. So, I think with that, Matt, that, that wraps up another episode of Footstock. Um, I'm going to do the tradition of what I do at this point, and I don't know why I do it. Uh, I thank you for coming. <laughs> I want to thank you for coming along yet again, making me smile. I love coming. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, man! I don't feel. Oh no, that's just that's just grim. That's just that's crossed too many boundaries in one sentence. That has. I, I would like you to apologise for that one. I'm not taking shit off someone who can't win the tournament with that. Thing, so. <laughs> All right, fair enough. With that, folks, I hope you all have a lovely time and we'll see you next week for another edition of Stop. Take care. Thanks, Lou. Listening, guys. Bye. Fuck you. Yeah.